0: we're uh, we're here with our book club yeah yay, yay.
1: <laughs> we so we did a book club last season uh-huh. um where we read the same book um this uh season we have read different books yeah and we're just gonna talk about them today um we will like spoil them i guess obviously yeah probably um so just a heads up but that doesn't mean they're not worth reading yeah yeah should we just, I think we should just jump into right it? into it so should we say which book each of us read yeah okay so what did you read
0: i read well i know i talked about this in our uh, playlist episode but i read my year of rest and relaxation by otessa moshvig Mm -hmm.
1: and i read motherhood by sheila hetty which everyone must know by now because that's right talk this book to death i know we have really mentioned it throughout the season chantal has already just read it uh, privately. Yep. Um, and then privately. I, privately. It was a secret.
0: <laughs> Why did you tell them? <laughs>
1: and then, private. Uh, yeah, I, I had been meaning to read it and I finally finished it today. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So how do we, should we just like talk about each about what our books were, like the plot? Yeah. Or should we, you know, each of us just has some time to go into it uninterrupted yeah. or how do we want to do i them? guess
0: um i i was thinking that one of us could just uh like we'll take turns we yeah go one by one and i guess we can just talk about the plot of the book what we thought of it okay and then maybe if there's some interesting discussion things we wanted to talk about yeah we could yes you know, okay you can inter you know it doesn't need to be completely uninterrupted mm-hmm. you know yeah who would like to go first why don't you go first i go first yeah. okay well, everyone, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. I read My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've read um, a book by Otessa mm-hmm. Um I, like, heard, like, some stuff about this book. And I was just like, oh, the, pr- the premise is very interesting. So if you all didn't listen to our playlist mm-hmm. um, episode, I talked a lot about it because I was already reading at that point. I was already, like, 100 pages in. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, this is a book about a woman mm-hmm. who is uh, trying to hibernate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so she's doing this because she wants like a fresh start on her life. Um, so she wants to sleep for a year, my year, a mm-hmm. rest and relaxation. So, so she's sorry. sleeping. She wants to hibernate for a year and wake up as as this new person and be able to start this new life.
1: So appropriate, in do- I yes. would say for these. Yes, it's very appropriate, which
0: is very funny because like yes. I wasn't reading this really. during that time but now i i was thinking about that earlier i was like wow i really picked a good time an appropriate time to read that right yeah, so in order to hibernate, she is taking these drugs so she's able to to sleep as much as she can, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, she she takes, like, these uh, prescriptions from the psychiatrist that she finds, and the psychiatrist is, like, super, like, unprofessional, mm-hmm. like, just, like, writes these prescriptions without, like, names and has them ready for when, like, people come in, like, she'll just prescribe whatever, but I mean, again, our main character is basically lying to her so that she can get, right, like, yeah. these prescriptions, so it's just very, like, not good. Um, So, you know, I was very intrigued just from the the premise and reading the book you do learn a lot about the main character's uh uh, life like about her opinions on the world and that like about art actually a lot because she's Mm -hmm. like an art history major and she used to work like in an art museum which is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. Um, so she lives in uh, New York and she inherited um, money from her parents because they both passed away so that's how she's able to to, to do this mm-hmm. um so anyway like uh I know I, again I mentioned this in the playlist episode but like about a hundred pages in it gets like really intense because at first I was just like oh I'm really curious to know where this is going mm-hmm. right like where what what is this book really gonna be about what's the me of, of the story and about 100 pages in uh her psychiatrist uh gets these new drugs that uh end up knocking her out for like three days straight so she wakes up and she realizes that she's been conscious during that time but she's just been completely blacked out mm. uh so you know she'll do things like she finds like this takeout and she doesn't remember ordering it or like these purchases that she made online or like showing up to her house or like these phone calls that she made she gets like voicemail messages of people like returning her calls mm-hmm. and she can't remember anything which is like so stressful to Very me i was just scary. like jesus christ but you know she continues to take uh this drug because uh she's built up a tolerance stall for other drugs and they're not working like as well or, or not at all anymore mm-hmm. so she just keeps taking that one um so there was something that I didn't expect about this book. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like we said, it is kind of like spoilery. Right. So she lives in New York City, and uh, the year she- that she starts this is in 2000. And when it finishes, it's 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, 2001, New York, mm-hmm. Twin Towers. That's um, what's the movie with Robert Pence? <clears throat> um you know the one remember me thank you yep that's what it is wow I just saw a tweet about that recently did you yeah it it's something think did too, actually. yeah you might have seen it. it was Pella, I'm sure it's it was really funny one. It just something like oh does anybody remember that love story with Robert Patton and they didn't and know, they didn't how, to know it? how to finish, <laughs> it, finish <laughs> yeah. it so it just that's ended right. up with him dying in the 9-11 attacks
1: yeah that was crazy yeah that was wild I remember when it cut to like his little sister or something like that in school and the teacher had <laughs> written like today is. oh yes <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> Jesus, dude, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. We should watch that. Yeah, we should. I don't really
0: remember it that well. No, me neither. I'm sure it would be a five star. Because I mean, that doesn't happen till the last what five ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah, it, it happens right him, at the like, end in the building, like looking. Yeah, and she's out. just like crying. Yeah, and she might be like on the phone with somebody. Yeah, yeah, wild. Love that. Um, so yeah, like uh, I realized this. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, the Twin Towers attack is gonna happen. So. Like, while I was reading it, I was kind of just, like, waiting for it to happen. I was like, oh, this is, like, a ticking time bomb. Because, yeah. like, you know, she'll mention, like, okay, it's, like, June. It's, like, mm. you know, like, August. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, like, it's really intense. So, like, I didn't realize 9-11 was going to be, like, a, a part of the book. And, yeah. and I mean, it's not really. Like, the book isn't about 9-11. Right. But it is a part of the plot. Right. So, I just thought I'd mention them. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I've been trying to think of what I thought about this book. Like, mm-hmm. I did like it overall. Okay. Um, I still need like to wrap my brain around like uh, the ending. Okay. I mean, it is something that I can't really stop thinking about. So maybe that would uh, consider it to be higher up. Like I uh-huh. don't know. I didn't really like the main character that much. Okay. Not that I don't. Not that I think that that should affect the rating really right. of, a, of a of a story. I don't think you need to like the main character to enjoy the overall book. Uh huh. Um, there was um something that like um because you know like she's doing this for one year and then after the one year is over, like, that happens in the story. Right. She finishes the year, and then it's, like, she's just kind of, like, living a normal life. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I thought would have been interesting mm-hmm. that the author could have dived into was, like, you-, you can just stop the meds. There's no addiction.
1: Right, yeah. Like, I just thought
0: that, like, you're not even going to, like, talk about that. I don't okay, know. I just yeah. thought that could have been something interesting that you could have, like, Mentioned because that's just not very realistic to be taking. Like she was so reliant on this medication and like really Mm -hmm. irresponsible with it. Like taking like way more than she should have and like mixing all this stuff together. Like Mm -hmm. just not taking it in like a healthy way whatsoever. Yeah, for a prolonged period of time. And for you to just be able to like stop them, I was like, well, that's not like. Yeah. Really real- realistic. Um, you know, I do think that it showed like an accurate representation of like depression cuz like she's very like lethargic, like everything mm-hmm. feels like so pointless to her and like Damn. she just wants to like sleep and I was just like, you know, like I can
1: we can relate. I can out relate.
0: Here. <laughs> Yeah. we love to sleep. <laughs> um, I I feel like I'm going through this, like, way too fast. It's okay. Well, we can dive back into it. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll dive like... back in. I just want to get, like, the plot out there and, like, yeah, sure. my initial thoughts. Yeah. Um, I do have a, have a, some exciting, like, news mm. related to the book. Okay. Should I tell? Please. Okay. So this is honestly, like, a rumor. Oh. There's barely, like, oh. any information. Okay. So I don't even know if it's, like, right. true. Yeah. But, but if it is true, I'm so excited, okay? Mm-hmm. So, there is a rumor that this book is going to be turned into a movie. A mm-hmm. movie, okay. okay. Yeah. And it's supposed to be directed by oh. uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, oh.
1: who has
0: done, you know, The Favourite, The deer. Lobster, Killing of a Sacred Deer, That's right. and, like, he is perfect it to direct this movie. It seem like something. It's Perfect. Like, kind of surreal. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like,
1: depressed.
0: It would be like I can't even because like yeah the book is kind of weird and like his movies are kind of weird. I just think it would be perfect. Like when I heard mm. that, I was like, that makes total sense. Like I yeah, can't picture does. anybody else directing this. Movie. I haven't read it, but that makes sense. Yeah, too, it makes perfect me. sense. So like, there's no date of release. Right. Uh, no info about like the cast. Nothing. So, like, like I said, I, I just, I saw it on like Twitter. Yeah. Um, that somebody, somebody had said that. So, like, Otesha Moshfeg just mm-hmm. came out with a new um, book. I think okay. it's called Death in Her Hands. Mm-hmm. And like, people have been getting like, uh you know, people get like arcs of a book, advanced readers' copies okay, to yeah. to review them. So this girl on Twitter had said, "Oh, like, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos is going to be directing, mm-hmm. um, My Year of Rest and And somebody was like, "How did you know mm-hmm. this? Like, I can't find anything online." Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, it's in, like, the, um, I don't know, like, biography or, or, or in the, I see, in the okay. it, it's, like, in the notes of her new book I that see. it says that. So, was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Yeah. I hope it's real that'd because that would be, that'd be cool. so cool. I'd be very excited about that. And, For like, sure. this is, like, one of the only times that, like, oh, I've read a book and now I can watch the movie. Like, how yeah. often does that happen, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I thought that that was um, some, you know, book-related news. Okay. That I would share That's interesting. with everyone. That's um, I'm excited. I yeah. hope it's real. That'd be very cool. Um, if it's not, then
1: I'm sorry for getting everyone <laughs> excited That's okay. and, and well, hyped they're up. They're fine. They're fine. So. Uh, Should I talk about my book or Yeah. Little? Talk okay. about your book. So the book that I read, um, like I said, is Motherhood by Sheila Hetty, who is a Canadian author. Um, this book is. I guess we can say semi autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's correct. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know if it's <laughs> like listed anywhere where it says that necessarily, um, but it definitely is. It, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it, whether that's you know neither here nor there. I yeah. guess, <laughs> but it sort of goes through this character. We'll say. Um, her contemplation over whether or not she should or whether she wants to have children um she so I think the book or the character because the character in the book is a writer writing a book about motherhood so yeah exactly and
0: and I guess the like narrator like
1: that's what I just called it was the yeah. narrator because I was like I feel like a
0: Sheila Hetty but yeah. it's never explicitly says that even though I right. think it is very yeah yeah, yeah. like her. it's um
1: it was written over I think the book in the book and probably this book was written over like a four-year period of time I think Mm -hmm. three or four years um so it started when this narrator is like 36 um and it ends when she's like a few months away from turning 40 and so it's sort of all you know on top of whether she wants to in general um it's you know kind of could she like time is sort of running out yeah and then another really big part of the book is her current partner who she's been with for a very long time Mm -hmm. i don't think they're married no um but it's sort of about the the troubles that sort of come up in their relationship and a good part the first honestly three quarters of it probably um it comes up pretty often whether this character miles is somebody that she should have a child with and you know for the first like i don't know probably at least for the first half of the book i was like Man, I want her to break up with this guy. <laughs> I was getting because you only really get her um perception of the relationship mm-hmm. and of him, right? Yeah. And he she doesn't talk about him a ton either. He doesn't come up, you know, it's not about him really. No. But he does, you know, obviously come up and most of the times when he comes up, there are a couple nice moments in the first half. Um, but most of it is like he seems like such a jerk. He seems like somebody who is really, um, impatient, not understanding of her um really not aggressive but just seems like somebody that you wouldn't be able to just say anything to like she'll kind of say something and he gets mad at her for it even though it's not really a big deal um and so that I always got really frustrated by in the first half because I was like this guy fucking sucks Mm -hmm. Miles is canceled yeah I don't like him he's really annoying and just seems like a not very supportive person and he's you know they're both like artists sort of artsy people and um you know she thinks that he doesn't want because he doesn't want he already has a child from a previous relationship mm-hmm. um that kid lives with uh, her mother and so she sees her father Sheila Hedy's or this character's uh, yeah. partner you know you know from time to time um so he already has a child but it's not like a he's not you know I'm sure he loves this kid but it's not oh I see my kid every weekend and like you know what I mean it's not a part of his life in that way and he's very sort of dismissive of having children and of like women and artists who have children and sort of like isn't there more to life and your friends are trying to pressure you into doing this and it's like well whether that's true or not you're being kind of a dick you're being really pretentious about it for one and just like not understanding of her feelings but that changes in the last like third probably of the book
0: yeah see it's hard because um yeah like especially like it's like when you're in a relationship you expect it to kind of be like me and my partner deciding whether to have children Mm -hmm. but in like uh the narrator's case it's like it's her like because he like doesn't care whether he has children or not he like it's not really a a a thing to him where he's like oh yeah i really really want like to have kids Mm -hmm. with you like what do you think it's just like yeah if you want to have kids i'll have kids if not then whatever
1: and she does spend some time over like you know well why doesn't he actively want to have kids with me Mm -hmm. and maybe if I was with somebody who actively wanted children then I would want children and so a lot of the book I could relate to in the way that she spends so much time sort of unpacking and like trying to analyze her own thoughts and her own feelings towards this issue that at times it's almost annoying yeah because it's like you're getting too into the weeds here of like trying to figure out, well, do I feel this way because of that? Or do I do this because of this? And it's like, well, regardless, I you like, have to figure this out. Yeah. But it kind of, it makes sense later in the book. So I didn't necessarily expect this, but it does make sense. So I would say in the last maybe 40 pages or so, um, she, because her and her partner, her and Miles, they, they kind of fight fairly often, but it seems like they really fight. Um, Like every time it's like a couple days before she starts her period and she's like super um, hormonal and she's just like, you know, she says she spends like half of the month really upset for one reason and the other half like super happy all the time and like it's just so not not great mm-hmm. and um she finds like other women who have sort of experienced this or who have dealt with this and so she goes to talk to her doctor and they don't like explicitly say um but it, she says that some woman for this will take uh antidepressants so she's prescribed antidepressants and then the last quarter of the book is her coming out of a depression basically mm-hmm. and being and saying you know no, I don't want kids. Yeah. And also now I'm at an age where it is kind of too late. So what's the point in the conversation? Mm -hmm. And I'm so lucky to have this person in my life. And I just, I just want to be with him. I don't want children. I don't want to do this. And she's like way happier all the time. And like, it's a real, and it's like, oh, so she was just like depressed. (laughs) I see. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a part near the end of the book where, you know, Miles is doing something. He makes some joke or something like that. And... She's like, "Why are you being so nice to me?" And then she's like, "Are you always this nice to me?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of like the perception you have of him for the, you know, the majority or at least the first half of the book, you understand is skewed and you understand why he's frustrated with her because she's actually the one who runs hot and cold mm-hmm. and she can be really distant. Yeah. And he finds that frustrating and he says to her at one point, "You know, I'll do anything to save this relationship, but I won't walk on eggshells around you to yes. do it." You know, so then you sort of realize oh, okay, mm-hmm. so, like, maybe I'm not understanding or I don't get yeah, the full picture. because you only have one yeah. side. Because it also, you know, because it jumps around in time, it's not, a, it is linear in that it, you know, goes through time pretty straightforward, but it's not a, it's it's just, it's not written the way that a nonfiction book would be, or the way a fiction book would be written. Yes. Um It is, like, little segments. It's almost, like, journal entries or little paragraphs here and there, as opposed to always full pages of text Mm -hmm. and, like, always explaining things in super great detail. It's a lot of her talking to herself or, like, in being introspective about herself Mm -hmm. rather than talking to other characters or trying to figure things out. It is just kind of like reading somebody's diary and she's talking to herself, trying to figure this out and unpack it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also something that happens more in the first, like, half of the book again, too, I would say, um, where she will ask these, like, questions and she'll flip a coin to get an answer. And so she records the question and the answer. And sometimes the questions are really long. Um, and she'll sort of, you know, she'll follow the coin's answer. So if it says no to something, then she'll rephrase her first question and say, okay, so does it mean you said no to this? So then it means this? And then if the coin says no, she'll just say, okay, so if it doesn't mean this, and it doesn't mean this, then it means this? Mm-hmm. And then yes. Okay, so because... Da, da, da. So it's like she's like following this train of thought.
0: Yeah.
1: And towards the end of the book, she also... I think when she's coming out of that depression, she also says, like, um, there's... Or I think maybe right before it, there's, like, another question that she wants to ask the coin. Mm -hmm. um, And she decides not to Mm -hmm. because she's like this isn't helpful for me to do this and like it's not good for me basically to do this to ask these questions Mm -hmm. um which i liked because i don't like the sections in the book where she's asking the coin questions Mm. i find them just irritating to read yeah i'm not saying they're poorly written or they're bad or anything but whenever it happened i was just like oh my god i don't (laughs) care what the coin says Yeah, I know it's all just kind of,
0: like, by chance, right? Mm -hmm. I thought they were interesting just because I like to see, like, her Mm. thought process with things. And, like you said about, oh, rephrasing the question away. Or if it says yes to something, Mm. then, like, she'll expand on that. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, your thought process is really, like,
1: interesting to me. See, I didn't find it interesting. Yeah. I found it annoying. Yeah. That, That was the one thing where I was like... Okay. All right. Yeah, Yeah, I I know it it comes up, like, every so often, but... It happens a lot more at the beginning. Yeah. Again, in the last little bit of the book, it doesn't happen so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so like I said, she ends up deciding not to have children. Yeah. Um, And you get the impression that it... That is, like, a good decision and that she's happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also, like, some backstory throughout the book of her, um, her family, especially her her mother mm-hmm. and her mother's mother um so she's jewish this character and um her mother lived a really hard life and uh her family lived a really hard life and were um in auschwitz and um so, you know her grandmother was in auschwitz mm-hmm. and then her mother she describes it as her this uh, this character's mother her mother was not turned towards her children or to this writer she was turned towards her own mother. So everything she did, instead of being, you know, in service of giving your child a better life or really wanting to take care of them, it was in not wanting to disappoint her mother because her mother had such high expectations of her that she would be a professional woman and that she would get an education and that she would um, be able to do that because she wasn't able right. to do it. So it was very important for her. And um, so this character's mother, when she was younger, um she was basically raised by her father um, and her parents sort of separated and aren't together any longer but they keep in contact and that sort of stuff I think she also has a brother um, so that part is really interesting and then also in the in the last little bit of the book she goes to visit her mother who I believe still lives in Hungary I think I it's somewhere remember. in Eastern Europe um, where she was originally from um, and this writer lives in Toronto but she spends time between Toronto and New York so she goes to visit her mom and her mom is really happy and she's expresses I guess like love for her daughter, mm-hmm. um, and even says to her at one point, like, I know that I wasn't basically like a present mother, like I know that I wasn't really there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the author's like, Yeah, I know, like I was there. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I I remember. Um, but she finds like medication in her mother's um uh cabinet and you get the impression that it's like an antidepressant, uh, something of that nature. And she says, you know, looking back, there are times in my life where my mother is probably on this medication and then not on this medication and that's what sort of probably Changed, impacted our relationship. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. Um, And you, again, you also get the impression at the end of the book that that relationship is in a much better place Mm -hmm. um, because it seems like her mother is taking her medication a lot more. She, you know, she read the book or parts of the book and she really loved it. And, you know, something that this writer struggles with is sort of because her family had sort of gone through so much, it was like, well, do I have an obligation to keep our family line going um because they tried to you know genocide us right so can i in the face of that do i not have a responsibility to keep our lineage going um to show that we did survive and we did make it Mm -hmm. and you know her mom says to her at the end of the book um about the stuff she had written about her grandmother basically like you're so much like her and Uh, you're the person who's keeping her alive, basically. So it's sort of, you don't need to have children to keep your family alive or to preserve their memory. It's, you know, she's able to do it through her writing and through publishing her book and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, So you sort of get all that sort of coming into it, which is really interesting. Um, But I did really like the book overall. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a rating out of like
0: five stars? what What would you rate it?
1: I think... I think objectively, it should probably get at least four, mm-hmm. um, maybe like four and a half, probably. Yeah. Um, I would probably give it like high threes or a four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it. I did think it was really interesting. Again, like I said, there are just a couple things throughout where you just you get the impression that you're just listening to someone talk to herself. Yeah, which you are. Yeah, you are. But it it's very apparent that that's what you're doing. Yeah. So it's not, um, and times it can be frustrating in that way, or it feels like you're, it's a little bit repetitive sometimes, mm-hmm. um, because it is sort of philosophizing about parenthood yeah. and whether to have children and well, people who have children should be like this, or this is how they view the world. And this is how I view it. And it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I know it's like, there's only not, there's only so much you can write about it, but in this specific way there's only so much you can say maybe Mm -hmm. that is like different and is not super repetitive but overall overall, I really did like it Um, you know I highlighted or like bookmarked some things that I thought were maybe like interesting Um, there are you know a couple things throughout the book where it's just like damn it kind of hits you Mm -hmm. Um, you know like she also says you know because she is getting older and she's at a point where she maybe couldn't really have children Mm -hmm. she sort of says that like Not is this interesting, but she does kind of just acknowledge the fact that no one's waiting for my answer on whether I'm going to have kids because I'm I'm at this age now. Right. Or it's like, it's not like I'm in my 20s or early 30s or something like that and trying to really figure this out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm at a point in my life where she sort of describes it as she's made it through the other side. She has gotten through this question, this um, sort of struggle. Mm -hmm. She's like forced herself to get through it without succumbing is how she puts it. To having children um, and is able to sort of make it to the other side not having done that Mm -hmm. and she says that she feels very she doesn't have anything to show for it because the result of having saying yes to having children is you have a child the result of saying no to it is you don't have anything Mm -hmm. so she's sort of like there's nothing really to physically show for it but I feel basically very uh it's a very like intimate decision and I feel very like close to the decision basically mm-hmm. and like feel very fondly about not having done it in the way that someone might feel very fondly about their actual child yeah
0: because I think she feels like her time <clears throat> is running out because of her age right yeah so like this is the only thing that she can think about is like oh, okay I'm like working through this thing and I think I'm really close to the answer but like I just need to like
1: mm-hmm. really
0: make sure and then by the end she's like yeah mm-hmm. it's fine like I got through it hmm the choice is very clear to me. Yeah. But, you know, she does have a lot kind of going up against her. Because, I mean, I feel like for maybe, like, the average person, their thought process would maybe be just, like, well, does my partner want to have kids? Right. So that's the only, like, obstacle there. But for mm-hmm. her, like you mentioned, it's not just... <laughs> does my partner want to have children with me? It's also like, yeah, do I, should I keep my bloodline going? And Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, is this something that I desire? And Mm -hmm. like, uh, how is my kid going to do in this world? And like, and like my relationship with my mom is just like this Mm -hmm. whole, like, you know, there are all these other aspects, which I'm sure like probably affects a lot of people, but just like in the narrator's case, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are a lot of things that she talks about, which like, yeah, like, it's kind of like, uh, what are those, like, are they called, like, Russian dolls? Like, like a those, nesting doll? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's, like, kind of, like, I feel it like is, what the yeah. book is like, because it's, like, it's she true. has one idea after it's, like, oh, she digs deeper, and there's, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's more to this, and then, oh, my God, there's mm-hmm. even more to this, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. Which, uh, you know,
1: like I said, it's definitely a relatable concept of, like, analyzing something oh, to yeah? death. and like I do the same. I film. do it all the time. It's just... Not not that it takes a lot out of you to read, but it is just a specific type of reading. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, I bookmarked some things that I thought were interesting. Maybe I can talk about some of them. Um, So again, these are just things that I thought were poignant or, you know, something like that. So this is a part um, when she talks about her mom who, um, when her mom was in medical school, she talks about she was, uh, when she first saw a dead body. Um, That's my
0: favorite page oh is it in the book yeah oh, okay. I I read this to you um I, I'm sorry uh, I have before. a bad memory <laughs> yeah that's okay but I yeah no but that's like I have a picture of that same yeah. in my phone that's my favorite like part of the book because it, it
1: just it's a good analogy it and it's it does it hits. hard <laughs> yeah it hit hard yeah um and basically she says when her mother first saw this dead body the thing was she not that she was she wasn't a religious person but she still sort of felt it troubling i guess that that's just that was all that was there there was no soul it was just it was that mm-hmm. and so this author says this is a couple paragraphs so maybe i'll read both i guess yeah um she says that is how i felt when i got married quite young i had not ex- i had expected in that moment of marrying something of marrying something would appear or be born of the moment something magical a bubble encasing us the shiny bubble of marriage But just as that autopsied body revealed a startling lack of something to my mother, so in the moment of marrying, I felt I'd been tricked. Marriage was nothing more than a simple human act that I would never be up to fulfilling. So I fear the first moments, so I fear will be the first moments in the delivery room after having my baby laid on my chest when it will hit me in a similar way as to how those moments dawned. There's nothing magical there, just plain old life as I know it and fear it to be. Which is like yeah man that is yeah that I like I think about that you know what I mean yeah I think we actually implied this maybe even a couple maybe even last week Mm -hmm. on the show um talking about getting married and having a wedding versus getting married Mm -hmm. right so it's like you not that this is true of everybody who has a big wedding but maybe sometimes when people have a big wedding it's like are you really thinking about the fact that this is a marriage there is something after the wedding yes when the basically when like this party is over and like it's just real life and it's just it's not special in that way anymore yeah. because everybody's married it's a very common thing mm-hmm. and it's just like you know you're just there with that person and it's like did you is this all it's sort of cracked up to be is it worth it did you make the right choice and i think yeah it makes sense to feel the same way about having a child that like mm-hmm. i'm sure especially when they're young it's new and it's very exciting and oh, people yeah. are so excited for you but then there are these moments where it is like very much not glamorous or mm-hmm. you know this romantic exciting thing. It's just happening and it's just there
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: like, yeah, man, I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to sign something and then, oh, I actually don't care about this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Why go through the trouble of having a wedding and get through it and be like, I don't give a fuck about this yeah, or like exactly. I feel nothing for this, right? Yeah, it's like you don't want to do that it, and yeah. it's like you you know to an extent do you have any control over that i like i don't yeah, know because you're
0: getting married for for the wedding you're not getting married for the you know right reason perhaps right um, but yeah they're uh, like I, I i do the same thing when i'm reading i'll like take pictures of like specific things that i mm-hmm. really like or that i um related to like um i know she kind of talks about like uh Like, there was something that I took a picture of. She said, all my life, whenever I pictured having children, I never considered the pleasures and joys it would bring. All I could ever see was the suffering, the terrible pain of having Mm -hmm. a child and worrying about it. I might have
1: that. And I was just like,
0: yeah, dude, like, that's that's kind of a sign that, like... I know, that is
1: part of it, too, is, like, (laughs) when you're... When she's going through these questions, it's almost like the fact that you're asking this Mm -hmm. is maybe goes to show or demonstrate that you should not have kids, that you don't want them. Yeah, It's like you know to an extent yes this is a big decision and you should really think hard about it and I maybe some people don't but also it's sort of like well maybe it's better to not analyze it to death and to do all these things and maybe that points to somebody who is actually going to be fine doing it because Mm -hmm. they don't have this tremendous like huge fear about it and feel the need to unpack it and and dissect it and really get into it it's the same with you know getting married or whatever right like yeah, I think people should really think about it, but maybe the fact that they're doing it because they just, oh, yeah, I love this person and I want to get married and we'll have a good wedding. Yeah. Like, maybe the fact that they're not so weird about it mm-hmm. is like, well, then, yeah, you should be getting married. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously it's it might be for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's sort of like the questions in and of themselves are maybe pointing to an answer, I guess. Yes. Because um, it's like, who is, you know.
0: Yeah. If you're overthinking <clears throat> it that much, I think the answer is probably like pretty clear you know what I mean like even if you were thinking like in a relationship terms if you're overthinking Mm -hmm. about whether you should be with somebody or not I feel like you shouldn't (laughs) yeah you're thinking about it so much that it's like I don't know yeah sometimes
1: it feels like maybe the answer is more clear I think so yeah. yeah um there's also a part where she's talking to Miles who's her partner um he says something really funny about having kids but then also sort of a plot that I mentioned or a plot point that I mentioned earlier with him is that because he is this sort of I don't know if he's a writer or if he, I think he's a lawyer maybe, but he's just like this very serious person, but he's also kind of like cool and like independent and mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like that type of person. Yeah. And I think really admires those qualities in her um, and the fact that she is like a writer and she is not work. you know, they don't have like a typical quote unquote life in that way. Um, and she really like sort of this like brooding sort of guy. Right. And so um, that's something that comes up about his personality from time to time. Um, And so I thought it was interesting. So she said, um, waking up, I said to Miles, it might be nice to have a child. He said, I'm sure it's also nice to get a lobotomy. (laughs) (laughs) All the work, all the work he's done these years to build himself up into the sort of person he can respect, talking about throwing that out the window, how the hardest thing in life is really to make something of yourself. So I thought that was interesting that it's like me. And again, this is like a part in the book where. You don't know how accurate her perception of that even is, right? But just that thing of maybe if it was a different person or a different circumstance, maybe he did want to have kids, but you've built yourself into this thing where it's like, well, that doesn't fit in with my lifestyle. Or that doesn't fit in with, you know, like I'm trying to make yourself into somebody that you would respect, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, well, the type of person I would respect or the type of person I would want to be wouldn't do this so I can't do it so I just thought that was like an interesting way to I think
0: um I think the narrator like she (laughs) she worries a lot because it's like uh yeah because she's always thinking about like well maybe if I was with somebody else I would want to have kids or like Mm -hmm. I've already put out to my partner that I don't want children so now he's on board with that Mm -hmm. but now what if I do want children well now I can't change my mind like if I Mm -hmm. wanted to so it's just like it's all this like thinking about things that are just like yeah. not even like a possibility like it, yeah because it's like no this is your partner this is who you're with like yeah. and you know. you know she
1: talks about you know there are times and she sort of says like should i leave him or should yeah I whatever and you know again at first i was like yeah please do <laughs> and then i was like no okay i understand why mm-hmm. this is sort of unfolded the way it has you know yeah. um
0: you know uh, I don't I don't know um how like because uh, I know you, you mentioned this like mm-hmm. I actually took a picture of that um part where she's talking about you know that, like as a Jewish woman she right. feels like she's expected to populate I actually really like the section where she mm-hmm. talks about that mm-hmm. um so maybe I'll maybe yeah. I'll read that for for all our fans out there mm-hmm. so she says I know that Jewish women are expected to repopulate from the losses of the Holocaust if you don't have children the Nazis will have won I have felt this they wanted to wipe us from the earth we must never let them them, then, how can I imagine not having children and selfishly contribute to our dying out? Yet, I don't really care if the human race dies out. Rather than repopulating the world, might it not be better to say we have learned from our history about the farthest reaches of cruelty? uh see is it sadis- sadism sadism mm-hmm. yep and evil and so in protests we will make no more people normal pe- no more people for a hundred years in retaliation for the crimes that were committed against us we'll make no more aggressors and no more victims and in this way do a good thing with our wombs i just really mm-hmm. like that section i was just like damn that's like very poignant it is you know yeah. that's like damn mm-hmm. yeah it'd be like that
1: and when she's sort of talking about like again like this whole uh this whole decision um it's sort of like the fear of making the wrong decision is something that she talks about yes and she says in another part too that like you know maybe the only way to have resolution to this question is to have a child and if you decide after you have it that I shouldn't have done this then it, you have your answer like a, yes a, <laughs> a real answer then at that point yeah um but she sort of yeah she talks about like not wanting to make the wrong decision, which I thought was interesting. So there's a part where she says, like be one of those women who at 40 suddenly wants a baby. No one wants to be one of those women to realize what you want when it's practically too late, who wants to be seen by the world as having been wrong about such a basic thing. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's like Yeah. You, it, again, whether you relate to the question or not, it, it there's like a, there's a pressure mm-hmm. right on the, you know, time wise because of her age. Um, to sort of be able to decide what she wants to do and it's like she says later on in the book that you know maybe the fact that I have taken so long to write this book and to make this decision was on purpose like mm-hmm. maybe that was so I would run out of time yes and like run out the clock yes. on having to decide what to do which <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, you know makes sense
0: yeah yeah there was a section that I liked I don't know if you thought that this mm-hmm. was like um interesting but I really like this section um She says, there is no inherent good in being born. The child will not otherwise miss its life. says, nothing harms the earth more than another person and nothing harms a person more than being born. If I really wanted to have a baby, it would be better to adopt. Even better, I would give the money I would have spent on raising a child to those organizations that Mm. give women who can't afford condoms and birth control and education and abortions and so save these women's lives. That would be a more worthwhile uh, contribution to this real world. Than adding one more troubled person from my own troubled womb.
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: "Damn, Sheila! Damn." She
1: kind of she just hits hard. (laughs) I really,
0: uh, I really like uh, like her writing style. Like, I, I was just like, "Damn, Sheila!"
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's also a part where she sort of, she's talking to herself and she's sort of, um, she mentions this one friend who got married and has children and Mm -hmm. has this life, and she sort of pays attention to this woman's life just to see if it's something that she would want yeah and she like spends time at her house and like with her kids for a little bit she's like the whole time I just wanted to leave like I just didn't want to be there anymore um but she also talks about you know uh being content with what you want um and also for like is this something you're able to do basically Mm -hmm. like maybe the question isn't should I have children should I get married should I do these things it's like can you do that yeah like, are you can you I don't know maybe you can't do that you yeah. know what I mean that's um, True. so I thought that yeah, was should sort you of, and can you
0: yeah those are questions too
1: that's what we're learning here yep folks, that's what we're learning questions
0: <laughs> <laughs> such a stupid thing to say no it's okay <laughs> But you know, I just think yeah, like people think. No, oh, like like uh, should feature. I do this thing? But yeah, it's like
1: you never have <laughs> to ask if you could. Yeah, <laughs> we spent so long it's asking. Like, it's like do. people
0: ask. Um, people thing. ask, um, is this okay? But they never ask, are you okay? Yeah, you know, like, like that meme thingy. thingy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, <laughs> there was um, another section that I mm-hmm. uh, really like that I took a picture mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that maybe I shall read yes. um, again because mm-hmm. I thought this was like something that I've like kind of thought about before but you know Mm. when you think about something but you don't really know how to put into words or writing like I feel like Sheila does that Mm -hmm. she puts like things that maybe you've like thought about she really does it so Mm. she says the question you must always ask is is what I am suffering characteristic for there are pains that are characteristic and pains are uncharacteristic characteristic Mm. suffering and uncharacteristic suffering Characteristic loneliness and uncharacteristic... God, I can't speak. Uncharacteristic loneliness. Mm-hmm. So um, she says, what would be more characteristic for me? The suffering of being with Miles or the suffering of being without Miles? The suffering of having children or the suffering of being without children? When I asked myself this question, the answer is clear. The suffering of being with Miles, the suffering of being without kids. So like, I thought that that was interesting because this mm-hmm, is true. like... Yeah, either way, you're like suffering... Mm -hmm. in that kind of way like with whatever decision you make it's just like yeah would you rather suffer or or like uh without having that thing or with having that thing
1: yeah i also i yeah when i saw that part i was like oh that's very interesting i also don't know that that is like an effective thought process at the same time Mm -hmm. um because if your barometer of what type of suffering is good like whatever pain you've gone through is it's just it's only because it's more familiar right yeah so you could almost use that reasoning as a way to keep doing something that you shouldn't be doing yeah um instead of doing another thing that you're maybe wondering about because Mm -hmm. it's like well that's not characteristic of me and I haven't you know had that type of suffering or that type of whatever and it's like well it doesn't mean you should stay in the thing that you're stuck in basically so that is interesting I was just like I don't know how effective that um yeah that, that thinking thought would process be. would be, yeah, um, and then, yeah, so there there's a part where she's like thinking about her friend um and you know her life and and what is sort of like suitable for her. Mm-hmm. um so it says, uh, don't go looking for more than your share. do not want what a woman wants. You are not a woman who wears a diamond ring, the sort of woman like Nicola who gets what she wants from a man for a month, you thought you could be. that is why you're so anxious. Could it be me? You asked yourself. Could it? Could it? No. If you had a child, you'd leave it. If you had a marriage, you'd leave it. You left your marriage. You left your house. Those things were not for you. Nicola said you guys should have kids, but she was fooled by your young enough body, your sweetness, and your smiles. The world is less perceptive than you give it credit for. The world is fairly stupid, and it's stupid about you, too. Be grateful for Miles and this apartment right here and being able to write, which is the one thing you asked for and should continue to be. Just because you get one thing doesn't mean you get it all. One thing is not the beginning of all. So that was like being not like complacent, Mm -hmm. but just sort of happy with what you have Mm -hmm. in that way. Um, Again, that's not like reasoning that you could just apply to anything and end up with like a good decision. Um, But it's like, yeah, is that something that if you're thinking about whether you're somebody who wants a kid, it's like, but do you want it enough to stick around? Yeah. Also? Like, you know <laughs> uh-huh. what I mean? Could you actually... That is, like, something you're doing for the rest of your life. Like, mm-hmm. that is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that doesn't end, right? Yeah, and, it's a
0: major life decision. Yeah, same thing know? with marriage.
1: I mean, it's fine to get a divorce, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's just... That probably wasn't your intention when you got married, yes, right? exactly. So you just... You would probably want to avoid that. And so it's just... um, it's also scary because you can never actually know the right answer. And I think exactly. that's part of her anxiety is that she can't find the perfect answer. And it's not until she, like, calms down that she is, like, at peace with what's happening and what – what just, like, what is, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but it's, like, trying to find the perfect answer for something or whatever. It's, like, well, there isn't – probably isn't, like, one perfect answer, which oh, yeah. I think is probably frustrating to her, uh-huh. but is also just, like – the way things are. That's the way things are. You know are. what I mean? You don't have control yeah. over that.
0: I liked um, i liked when she finally, like, kind of had the clarity of her mm-hmm. decision. Yeah, Like, so I had taken I. a picture of that because I, I liked, like, what she had said. She said, then didn't I know it all along that a baby would never come from between my legs? I think I knew it from a very young age mm-hmm. that it could not happen and never would. Uh, I, she was like, uh, I should have uh, thought about it. I should have looked at it backwards, mm-hmm. she thought to herself, because it was like like she said uh, if i had, uh, if i had asked myself that question thinking about my deathbed i really would have known i should have looked at my deathbed not at the maternity wound so that's mm-hmm. why she said i should have looked at it like backwards cuz yeah she
1: yeah she she knew the answer all along that's right um there's a part um where she's talking about a friend who um got married very quickly like left her partner got married to somebody very quickly Mm -hmm. to have a child essentially and then a couple years later they divorced um so it says her mother once asked her would you rather have a soulmate or would you rather have a child she told her mother she wanted both um i thought about the question for a moment i would rather have a soulmate speaking honestly um so it was like that could be an interesting question to Ask. Yeah. Would you rather have a soulmate or would you rather have a child? I mean, obviously if you don't want children, then the answer is pretty clear. Yeah. But it's like I thought it was interesting that it was posed as a one or the other sort of mm-hmm. you know, possibility. Like yeah. you can't have both, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from that like person's perception. Yeah. Um
0: well it's almost like you know they say like a uh, there's a gunman, and he says, I'm gonna either shoot your partner or shoot your kids. Who's saying this? <laughs> You've never heard that before? I don't think so. No? Someone's saying this to you. Uh, <laughs> I thought, like, like I, thought everyone, <laughs> I thought everyone faced this in life Daily. at some point. Yeah. I just thought, like, you know how you said before that it was like almost oh, people would choose to, like, Oh, take me instead of my family. Oh, like I thought it was like the same kind of like question. Like if you are placed in a situation where they're going to kill Uh your partner, I'm going to kill your children. Like I think a lot of people would say, "I don't want my children to die." Right. Like I think a lot of people would choose.
1: I think you probably would just if for no other reason you can't not, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like you, everyone would hate you. You know what I mean? And I think
0: your partner would say, yeah, kill me
1: because I don't want my children to die. Yeah. They would, they would say, yeah, kill my partner instead of my children, which makes sense. But, and she does, I didn't bookmark it, but she does say somewhere in here, um, once you have a kid with that person, they, the kid like replaces you in a way in terms of you are not the person that your partner loves the most anymore. Mm-hmm. It's this child that they love the most, and you know that's such an immature thing to think. Yeah. Um. And yet, <laughs> you know, here, here's, here I she am. Goes. Here I go. You know, I know I've said this to you before. Clown nose on. Yeah, truly. Of course, you're gonna I know I've like expressed that before. You though. have. <laughs> I bet you've you sure from have. that. <laughs> no, it's like, okay. I Okay, it doesn't even matter because I, I don't want uh-huh. kids, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not like a dilemma that I would face. And I also recognize that it's not – I certainly don't think it probably as much as I – it's not an opinion that I would hold as strongly anymore, I don't uh-huh. think. Um, but it is like, you know, it's a selfish thing to think, but it is, you know – it makes sense that when you have a kid with somebody, they're going to love, and you as well are going to love that child more than you love that person. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. But it, you know what I mean? I understand. She can't even say it. <laughs> I can't and I won't. But I,
0: <laughs> well, y'all know what she said. So yeah.
1: But it's like, okay, like, also, you wouldn't want to be with somebody who loved you more than your child. That's not no, I the alternative you would want either. No, I'm not I wouldn't saying want that them. at all. Um. You know, again, I'm not. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> Calm down, okay? Calm That's down. not what I'm saying. That's not what
0: she's okay. saying. And I also realize
1: that that is a very unrealistic, unhealthy, codependent way of thinking about a relationship. Because I don't even think whether you have a kid or not. That person is never going to love you forever. Yeah. Like, in the, like I just don't think they will. I, you know what I mean? And I think that's okay. Like, I, yeah. I think it's okay that, like, you can have love for the person forever. Oh, yeah. Um, It's just know. not going
0: to be that, like, romantic honeymoon type of love. No. Because, like... A relationship needs to be on more things. It's like a I know we we're talking about this as a partnership. Like you need to be like you. You can't just you can't just be in love with somebody and mm-hmm. and that's going to make you guys last forever because it's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. You guys need to make sure that like are we compatible in mm-hmm. like very realistic like with like money mm-hmm. and like with like you know our views like mm-hmm. with like you know raising children if mm-hmm. that's something that you wanted to do like you guys need to make sure that you're compatible in a way mm-hmm. with real life like living situations yeah. and like be able to carry that out cuz being in yeah. love with somebody isn't going to cut it.
1: No, and that's like the thing I just think that it's not uh, you know, none of it's permanent, you know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. shifting. You're never going to just feel that way for somebody forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think that that's going to happen. Um and I think that that is a period of time when people are probably going to have children with somebody mm-hmm. is when they're, like, so deeply in love with that person. Yeah, because like,
0: people usually shortly have children
1: after they get married. Yeah, and it's like... They're still in that honeymoon phase. Yeah, and it's like, listen, sure, again, maybe this is fine for you and this is what you want. I'm not saying it's a bad choice across the board, you know, regardless of any other context, but <laughs> it is just, like, this isn't... It, it, it goes back to that thing earlier of, like, feeling nothing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of you've done this thing and you've committed to it. And then you get to the other side and you're like, hmm, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no like spark here about it necessarily. And I, again, I don't think that it's, you know, I don't think it's bad. I I think sometimes people want to chase something that they think it's going to be like, when they think of finding like, quote unquote, the one or a soulmate or whatever. I think a lot of people still, you know, see it as somebody that you're going to have that type of love for forever and sure you have ups and downs but overall you're always gonna like have that love for them and it's Mm -hmm. like I just I don't (laughs) think that that's true and there are gonna be times if you you know get married to somebody or if you're in a very long-term relationship there are times where you like don't want to be with that person anymore and you don't want to be around them and you don't like them and you know what I mean those are doesn't mean you don't love them necessarily but those are things that happen and I just feel like sometimes that is not necessarily acknowledged additionally what do i know i'm Mm -hmm. very single (laughs) anytime i talk about this stuff with any authority i'm like get a grip (laughs) but I think I don't think I'm wrong yeah I'm just because you're not
0: looking you're not with somebody and you don't have your rose colored glasses on like I feel like you're looking yeah it's actually better to
1: be (laughs) alone you you know you have the clarity (laughs) because you
0: I just feel like you're not romanticizing being in a relationship because I think a lot of people are right the high of like we're engaged we're getting married we're planning a Mm -hmm. wedding oh we got a dog Mm -hmm. oh now we're gonna have children Mm -hmm. like I think like you're yeah. just riding that high and eventually, like, it's going to get to a point where, like, things are kind of stagnant.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, too, when I was reading it, that, like, um, as she, I don't, again, I don't think I bookmark it. But she does talk in here somewhere about um, basically, like, changing who you are in a relationship or sort of losing who you, who you are in a relationship or in any sort of, like, circumstance like that. And that, I think, is a very interesting and, like, relatable thing. Um, I think it's very easy to... You know, like I've been in relationships where you're doing something or you're saying something or just like your approach or your view of the relationship is so skewed. And it's like you can see it happening, too. Mm -hmm. You're like, if I wasn't in this relationship, I know I wouldn't be thinking about it this way. Mm -hmm. I know that this is like impractical. I know that I wouldn't be proud of this thought. Mm -hmm. And like I know that this is like once everything is over and once I'm out of a relationship that I would not agree with what I'm thinking right now or how I'm viewing this or how I think this should go. But right now, that is how I feel about Mm -hmm. it. And I just feel like that is uh, a difficult thing to sort of overcome. Because then it's also like, you know, is that possible to overcome? And I I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe it is. I'm sure there are people who don't, are not like that in relationships. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like the advice people give for that is be yourself. Or like Mm -hmm. when you go on a date, it's like, just be yourself. Just like be you. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, I just, I don't. Um, I think that's always shifting Mm -hmm. and I don't think there is much about a person that is innate and natural to them that makes them them I think people are like a blank slate and everything is projected onto them and you know that doesn't mean you don't have like deeply held values or anything like that but it's just like if you're always trying to get back to like an innate you or trying to find the right decision or like trying to find who you are or, like, how you should be mm-hmm. or or something like that. It's, like, I don't know that you can find that. I don't think that's something that you have any say over in a big way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a final thing where you are, like, oh, this is who I am. I yeah. know who I am. Like, if somebody says, I know who I am and, like, I'm just going to be myself and, like, You know be unapologetic about who i am like when people go on the bachelor and shit Uh it's like well what is that i'm not trying to be pretentious i just it's genuine i don't know what that means you know what i mean
0: it's like you said um uh what did you talk about before about like uh, one of your professors was saying, like, oh, like you're not gonna act the same in front of like yeah. your friends, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as like uh, you know, like you're obviously different when you're like alone. Like you have like your private self and yourself around like your family or friends. And like I agree with that. Like you're never gonna be a hundred percent true to who you actually are. Like I don't know. I I think that um, I think that you can feel like uh, you're pretty genuine because I mean mm-hmm. I feel like. If you observe me right. with you, with my family, mm-hmm. at my work, yeah. I think you you wouldn't be like, whoa. No. I was acting totally different. Like, yeah. I think I have a, uh, you know, a way of being around people that's pretty, like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much myself around mm-hmm. myself, around anybody. No, I know. But obviously, the person that I uh, show other people isn't how I behave when I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's different.
1: That was the point that that professor was making, was yeah. that, like you know, even with the people you're closest to, with your children or with your partner or something like that, you're always going to act a little bit different when you're alone. And maybe, you know, you're never going to fully know the person you're with in that way. You're never going to, at minimum, know who they are when they're alone and like how they think and when they're alone, you're, you don't, you can't have that information. It's just, it's not, it's not possible. And I think that's true. I don't think, even if you're with somebody for, you know, 50 years or whatever, you know them better than anybody. And yet, you don't know them in that. I just, I yeah. don't think it's possible. I know
0: for a fact that yeah. there are things I would not tell my next partner of course <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I murdered somebody <laughs> I'm just saying that like no, no. I think about that like yeah. I thought about that just like earlier in the week uh-huh. <laughs> I was like oh when I get into a relationship they're n-, like you know what people say oh I want to know everything about you yeah. like ev- like I want to know mm-hmm. everything about you like You're just Mm -hmm. never going to know everything about me. Yeah. Like, you're going to know, like, a lot. Like, you're going to, you're probably going to know me more than anybody else. Right. But there are going to be things that you'll never know.
1: Yeah. And, you know, even if you're relying on that person to tell you everything, they won't. Yeah, they won't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, even just, like, for the benefit of the relationship or whatever, they're not going to, it's not worth it to mention every single thing you think. Yeah. And every, you know, when you said this, I felt this way or... You know, it, it's good to communicate, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying if somebody a- actually expressed every single thought that they had mm-hmm. about the person they were with, you would never, yeah, ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Like, you're never going to know fully what somebody thinks of you either, which is something that I hate. Yeah. You're never going to, but also I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to know, but yeah. I hate that I can't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Um, you're never going to know really what people actually think of you or how you're, how other people see you. Like, there are times if you do something or if you even just, like, literally look at yourself, it's like, oh, I think this is what people see when they look at me or when they talk to me or whatever. But it's like, but I don't, I don't know if it actually is. And also, what is the more accurate, you know, representation of you, quote unquote? Is it how I see myself or is it how they see me? Because I have the context of my thoughts and my feelings and my experiences to frame myself and i have so much context for myself but even with someone you're very close with when they look at you when they talk to you when they interact with you even if they do have a lot of context they don't have as much as you because they can't know everything you're thinking so they're just going to perceive you differently and it's like which which one is right neither i guess i don't know
0: you know what i hate is like knowing that other people talk about you when you're not around. That
1: really makes me very angry.
0: <laughs> it freaks me out. I hate Even it. if it's not in a bad way. Even. It's just, like, weird to me. Like, if somebody says to me, like cuz i just know that people are talking about me when i'm not around so like especially when popular. somebody really especially when somebody like tells me like oh yeah i was like uh you know i mentioned this thing about like oh we did this thing together right. i'm just like that doesn't bother me like obviously if it's as long as y'all aren't talking shit but like if you guys say something like good then i'm just like okay but then i just like get the realization of like oh people talk about me when i'm not around and
1: i i, I would have no that. idea of knowing i hate it's that it's wild i really hate isn't it. it i hate um, I hate everything about that. Yeah. I hate that people think about me when I'm not around them.
0: Even if it's good?
1: Yeah. I'm are going to hate me. <laughs> no. Okay. Like with basically everything, uh-huh. Chantel is the exception to like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, the way that I talk to Chantel, the way uh-huh. I view our relationship, our friendship uh-huh. is I would never treat another friend this way. Like, yeah, not as I'm good, honored. but just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, my rules, I've, you know... I have my friendships and, uh-huh. like, my rules for my other friendships. And then I... Chantel's friendship is different. Yeah. So, I feel the exact same so way. So I'm fine with you. Because all my
0: friends are, like... All my other there. friends are in a corner. Yeah. Michaela's different. <laughs> That's right. Like, Michaela's the exception to all of my, like, <laughs> rules. I agree. You know? I <laughs> Which is great. I fully agree. You need a friend like that.
1: You do. Like, sometimes I'm talking to other people and it's just, like... If I was saying this to Chantel, this would be way better. Oh, I feel the you know same I mean. <laughs> way.
0: There are things that I'm, like, I can't tell anybody else oh my God, besides no. Michaela. I know, dude. Yeah. it's.
1: I, it's so nice to have There's them. no one else that I'm as comfortable around. Yeah. Um, I'm honored. Yeah, no, truly. Like, honestly. No, like, I, I
0: love that you yes. feel, like, comfortable around me. A hundred percent. Like, that
1: makes me feel like,
0: yes. Yes, uh, truly. Because, like, that just makes us closer. You yes. know what I mean? That just, like, builds our friendship. Like, there are things that I feel like <laughs> sorry to go on a tangent no, but there no. are always things that i feel like oh like this is just improving our like relationship mm-hmm. like if we travel together and stuff i'm yes. always like oh i oh, i feel closer to mikaela yes. or if we like go through something together mm-hmm. like i'm always like oh i feel like our re- our relationship has like improved mm-hmm. or like things mm-hmm. are always like better yes. like things are never like to a point like oh i feel distant or i feel no. weird like even when, even when you travel i was like i feel closer to Michaela, yeah. even though she's away like anything that happens i'm always like oh i always feel closer to you yes. which is like so nice to have. And you yeah. need that like openness and like vulnerability with somebody. Yeah. You know? I i agree. Um Yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Sorry to call my <laughs> no. dad. Um
0: but ooh, how do we get back on track? <laughs> I,
1: I did have a point to yeah, all this.
0: Um, um, hang on. um oh, it was about I was I was saying when people talk about you when you're yes, not around yes, yes, and yes, how yes. weird
1: that is. Yeah, I and you hate that people hate, think about you when I you're hate not that around. Anybody again except for Chantal really. Yeah could think about me, Uh I don't like the fact that I can exist to somebody if I'm not in front of them. Yeah. That I really don't love. Yeah. Um, Even if it's good. Yeah. Even if it's good. I I don't... Even I want to say, like, in a relationship, I don't love if they're, like, thinking about me. Really? (laughs) You don't, like, being thought about? In the abstract, sure. But it is just the thing of them perceiving you, like, Mm -hmm. them making a picture of you in their head and, like, projecting something onto it. I think it's because I don't have control over it would be my guess. Yeah. Um. I really don't – I don't love that. Yeah. I think I if, get that. I think if you're thinking about me, I'd rather you just, like, text me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather interact with you. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, unless you're thinking something weird. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, you know, if, if – I don't even know what context this would be in. I just – I don't – Um. I want to know what you're thinking, and uh-huh. so I need you to tell me yeah, so that I can, even if I don't like it, I, I know it. But even then, don't tell yeah. me if it's bad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There are so many times that I think to myself, like, I, if I could be a fly on the wall... Oh, my God. And just be
0: able to, like, like, I would know, I would love to, I would die to know, like, what my boss talks about, like, his wife to me. Like, I think about mm-hmm. that all the time. I'm always just like, what do they say about me when yeah. I'm not around? Mm-hmm. Like, is it positive? Is it negative? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they just,
1: I just want to know what they say to each other. I, yeah, I don't think I should have access to that information. Um, I never
0: will. It's not possible. No, and I, I don't think I would handle it. Yeah. Well, but like I'm, I'm a pretty like nosy person. Like I like to know I, me too. what's going on. I want to know what people think about me. Like,
1: yeah, I want to see like people's conversations. Like I want to know ooh. what people are saying. Yeah, that I won't investigate too much. <laughs> yeah, I want <laughs> to know because I think I would assume it's bad. Yeah, or that I would hate to know it. Yeah. Um. So I. I think if I had the option, like mm-hmm. if you had the option to know what people thought about you or to like read minds or something, yeah. I would opt out every time. Really? I don't want that information. I'd be like, how do I turn this off? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I really that makes sense. I can't handle it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's just like two more things in this book I want to mention. Yes. That's one. One is um, so there's she's talking because as you know, it makes sense. A lot of this book is sort of trying to conceive of your life without children and like what does that look like i think that's something a lot of people struggle with whether you're talking about kids or not Mm Of like what do i do with my Mm, life and like how what is my life gonna look like like i don't know like i have the next year planned out hopefully three after that i you know anyone's guess really i i really don't know Mm um and And even in, like, the grand scheme of, like, well, where do you want to be? Fuck if I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I truly do not know. And so I thought this was interesting. So she says, um, she's talking about how men have, like, so much time, basically. Um, But she says, for women, the problem is different. A 14-year-old girl has so much time. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot how to read. (laughs) Sorry, the time span of a woman's life is about 30 years. Apparently, during these 30 years, 14 to 44... Everything must be done. She must find a man, make babies, start and accelerate her career, avoid diseases, and collect enough money in a private account so that her husband can't gamble their life savings away. 30 years is not enough time to live a whole life. Um, Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously that's, you don't have to do those things, but it is like the expectation or, you know, I, I do think that for women, I do think there is a thing of, it feels like your life is over sooner maybe Mm -hmm. even when you're talking about like longevity of career or um and you're talking about like beauty and stuff like that like women are written off you know early 40s you know what I mean as like people who are sexually viable or um you know who are sexually appropriate or who can be beautiful or can be this or can be that they're totally and if you become a mother too that changes it as well mm-hmm. um so I feel like a lot of women's uh, worth is tied to their beauty and like their perception of that and if you don't fit into conventional you know norms about beauty um then you're that you're also looks different off. from you yeah. you're totally written off um and so yeah I think all those sort of constraints whether it's children or whatever it's sort of like well you're kind of done at 45 anyways So anything after that is just you're old and you're retiring, you're working, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. It's everything before that that sort of matters. So you need to get everything done before then, um, which is terrifying.
0: Yeah. See, I think that, um, uh, like, for me, like, Mm because, I mean, if you think about, like, like, you know, I was, like, thinking to myself, like, because I watched, like, a YouTube video earlier, mm-hmm. and it was somebody, like, planning out, like, they were just, like, oh, I, you know how people make, like, goals for themselves, or just, like, mm-hmm. the person that they want to become, or whatever, this girl was saying, like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to have kids, and I don't want to get married, mm-hmm. so now I have, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have those traditional goals that maybe, like, somebody turning 30 yeah. would have for the next, like, five or ten years of their mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. so it's just, like, oh, like, maybe some people would find that really, like, scary, but I mean, like, me thinking about it, I'm like that's so freeing mm. you don't have you, yeah you don't have to get married and you don't have to have kids you mm-hmm. you can do
1: whatever the fuck you want but then dude. it's like like well, what is that because I think for yeah. it's like those are the only options that are presented to you mm-hmm. so then it's like well if I'm not doing that yeah. what am I but doing but you have other interests
0: and hobbies I like, do but it's like you wanted to take a ceramic class you can do you can take the ceramic I know class. but for 20 years
1: like you that's don't have the to thing. do that for 20 years you <laughs> can just, do it Uh, I know I agree it's just when people say like oh like I'll travel if I don't have kids and it's like first of all I don't even love traveling so (laughs) and second even if I did well I can't do that for that's not sustainable I can't do that for the rest of my life Uh like there's nothing that will take up the same amount of time and energy and effort as having A child does i'm pretty sure even as much as being married does Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it like frees you up in that way but then it's sort of like well frees me up to do what i and to what end also right because Mm -hmm. it's sort of like your biological evolutionary purpose quote unquote is to like produce children um and it's sort of like well um if i'm not doing that am i just waiting to die I don't even mean that in, like, a macabre way. I just, like, genuinely, it's, like, yeah. well, what am I doing? It's, like, you're in a waiting room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just waiting to get called in. But, I mean, I feel like people, like,
0: I, like, talk with my dad about that. I'm, like, dad, is mm-hmm. it weird to you that, like, mm-hmm. you, I was a baby and now I'm mm-hmm. 25? Mm-hmm. Like, where did all that time go? Yeah. But I was like, yeah. Like, There's... I still feel like a teenager sometimes. You're just yeah. like, I don't know. Like I know. I just feel like when you have I a children, know. I think time goes by so much quicker because they grow yeah. up so fast and you see them, like, through all these life lessons and stuff.
1: There's a part in this book where her mother says, nobody makes me feel as old as you do. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you had somebody 20 years ago or 40 years ago in this yeah. case. It's like, um, I d- you almost can't really sit around and think about that because... No, you can't. You just you wouldn't be able to comprehend it, I don't think. You yeah, know what I, I know. mean, I feel like, um, and also the older you get, time sort of collapses in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, things don't feel so far away or they don't feel so recent even sometimes. Um, yeah, I feel like it's hard to conceive of that. And, uh, yeah, it is just like the time of, well, I have all this time to do things if I'm not getting married and having children. um but I don't know what that look I I really really don't know what that is like uh but you can't just have kids to keep busy. No, I no, you shouldn't. Um and I wouldn't. Yeah. Um I think the only argument that I could not get on board with but that like I f- understand a little uh-huh. is like you don't want to die alone.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like that is the other thing too. There's nothing wrong with getting old. That's good. Uh-huh. The thought of being 75, I could cry. That makes me so scared. It's like, you're, you know, that's so, um, you're so vulnerable. Yeah. And, like, would you feel a deep depression because you didn't spend your life with someone or you didn't have children mm-hmm. who now can't take care of you? Which is also not a guarantee either, because you could have kids and they could totally fuck off, you know what I mean? Yeah, like true. It's not. That's the other thing. You don't have control over the type of kid you're gonna have. Exactly. You could project all these things onto them and probably do even if you don't mean to and they're not going to live up to it because they're independent people at a certain point and they're not you know they don't they don't exist for you and they're Mm -hmm. not going to exist in the way you want them to as well so that's the other thing like you said earlier it's sort of you're guaranteed you know sadness and pain and like disappointment if you have children and that is the other thing too. Like I was thinking the other week. I don't know. I was watching something, and it was like if you had a kid, because mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not somebody who like hates children or like. No. Oh, I think they're bad or whatever. Me I just either. I. I was the youngest of my family. I didn't really grow up around kids. Yeah, same. Um, so I just I don't necessarily know how to interact with them super. Well. I'm not really comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was like this thought of okay, if you had a kid, and it was getting bullied in school or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would be able to process that pain mm-hmm. of, like, your child in pain. Yeah, I know. that That is a guarantee your child is going to go through pain, go through pain mm-hmm. and is going to hurt. And you can't, you can't do fix anything. it. I remember when I was a kid, and there was this show we were watching. We were watching The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, Jon Stewart made some, like, joke or whatever about... Basically, the fact that kids think that you're able to protect them from everything. Mm -hmm. And the joke is that, like, you can't protect them from anything at all. Yeah. And I was watching it with my mom, and she started laughing really, really hard at it. And that's when I realized, like, oh, is that true? Like, you can't... Yeah. You can't... You can't protect
0: them from everything. Like, you can think to yourself, like, I want... Like, I think a lot of parents think, I want my kids to have a better life than I did. But there's really no way for you to do that yeah <laughs> you really can't control what's going to happen in, no. in, in their life you know what I mean like you yeah. have no control over that yeah and like yeah your your kid is going to feel pain your your kid is mm-hmm. either going to get bullied they're going to get made fun of they're going to be hurt mm-hmm. like you can just kind of be there for them like yeah. that's that's a part of life right yeah
1: no for sure like to be realistic about it yeah that's just like yeah. a part of it but it's also like I don't think I, I'm sure I could handle it but it would be you know sometimes sometimes like things happen to you and you're like Okay, this I'm gonna feel this way for Forever. like I'll be able to access this pain for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. I think it would be something like that for me. Yeah. I don't like seeing, you know, as most people don't, somebody you care about in pain. Or, oh yeah. You know, having you know them being upset or being like vulnerable or like you want to fix something for them mm-hmm. and you can't. Yeah, that, that's an awful feeling. It's horrible. It's awful. So I I don't think I am cut out. Clearly, <laughs> anybody listening is like. Yeah, please yeah, don't. Bitch. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> please don't, don't even consider this. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, it. I don't think I could. Mm-hmm. I could handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just. I think that I would. I, I wouldn't be great at it. I wouldn't yeah. enjoy it as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: their pain would be my pain.
1: Yes. Like I would be so.
0: I was just be beside myself. Yeah.
1: And I don't don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that kind of brings me to the last thing. So she sort of talks, I mentioned earlier, like living towards somebody. So she says, my mother can never please her mother. She was never smart enough for her mother, can never get good enough grades. She worked 50 times harder than anyone else. She let her mother's dreams become her own. She lived to please her mother even once she was a mother and even once her own mother had died. She lived her life turned towards her mother, not towards me. And so that also made me think like, so who do you, if you don't have children and if you don't have that sort of relationship with your parents where you feel the need to prove anything to them, who do you live your life towards? Mm -hmm. Yourself? Is that possible? What does that even mean? I don't know. I think so. How?
0: Well, you just (laughs) live by what you like wanna do or who you wanna know. become. That is
1: part of it, is like I don't know that. Yeah. Well you, know you don't have I mean?
0: to know. You you always tell me you can't think so far and ahead. You just need to take it one day See, at a time. I think
1: I give really good advice. You do. I think I do, like in that sort of way of like just giving people perspective sometimes and stuff like that. I think I give people really good advice. I never take it. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. I remember when I was in grade school, um, we were getting like uh flu shots or something like that Uh and all my friends were really like worried about it and really scared and like I remember we were like going to recess or something and they're all scared and I was like guys like it'll be fine like it's only gonna last a second and then it will be over and like it's not a big deal at all Mm -hmm. like don't worry about it. And then when I went to go do it, I was like, I can't do it. And I cried. And then um, I didn't get my shot. (laughs) So, yeah, that is how I always, um, Uh you know,
0: how you've always been. Right. But like if somebody if you hear advice and you think, oh, that is good advice, you Mm -hmm. still won't take it.
1: Um... I guess it depends. It depends. I guess it depends. Mm. I, I think you can acknowledge that something is like good advice or, oh, it makes sense to think of something in this way or yes. to approach something in this way. But uh-huh. it's like, I don't know if I, I'd love to. I don't know <laughs> if I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it is just that thing of, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff, honestly, because uh-huh. if you have a short term plan for the next few years or whatever, it's like, well, you're, that's what you're focused on. Yeah. But sometimes I just think about, well, what does my life look like when I'm, 35 when I'm 40 yeah and it's like uh (laughs) I
0: also think you can only plan so
1: much no you can because
0: like things are never gonna go as you as you plan but it's just when you don't
1: have those major life milestones Uh I don't even know if I'll ever even own a house you know what I mean like those Mm -hmm. things that are so you just think that they're like get married have a kid yeah right you know have a house like all these sorts of things yeah um which is obviously for some people that's great, but. I feel like if you're not looking to those as like things you want to pursue mm-hmm. um it yeah it just becomes a thing of well what the fuck am I gonna do with it? just okay so this is just it I'm just gonna go to work for the rest of my life uh-huh. and I'll fill my time doing these other little things like taking a ceramics class or uh-huh. traveling sometimes or getting uh-huh. a dog or whatever uh-huh. having a garden I don't know yeah um, that sounds so
0: nice
1: I know but again it's like to what end yeah like for what but what purpose? like I'm just I don't understand what you're trying
0: to accomplish. (laughs)
1: Like
0: what, (laughs) like, I'm just wondering, like, what do you think your life should be? Like, is there, is there something that you measure as a successful life? Like, is there someone that you look at like, oh, that's how life should be or that's how I want to live my life? Like, is that what you're looking towards? I think
1: the only way that I I would, because again, it is just like sort of what is the purpose of your life Uh if you're not having children which again I don't I don't subscribe to that Mm -hmm. but it's just that is how I also feel towards Mm -hmm. myself I think of like well what is the bigger purpose like Uh what is at the end of the day what did you do yeah you know what I mean I think the only way that I'd be able to circumnavigate that would be to be um, like extremely successful at whatever I do Mm -hmm. um, to the point where I am like Not famous. And again, I'm not saying I want this. I'm just saying if you're asking what I think would let me feel that way. Uh I think I would need to be so at the top of whatever it is I'm doing and to have so much money from it and to be like considered an expert or the best at. That's what it is to be considered the best at whatever it is you're doing. Uh And nobody can really take that away from you to be Uh considered the best at it. And you've built your life towards this. That I think is maybe the only thing. Really? I think if I was just like middling or just like good but not the literal best or something like that for uh-huh. the rest of my life, I'd be like, well, what did I do this uh-huh. for?
0: But, like, after that, then it's like, okay, I've become the best at this thing. But then you have, now the, what?
1: Then you have the legacy.
0: You have the legacy.
1: That's But what they it also is.
0: say, didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell I me? I say a lot of shit. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like. That, like, uh, you're only happy after a certain amount of income. Like, 70,000. Yeah, I've heard 000, that. Right? It's like
1: 70 grand or something like that. Yeah, that, that and then is after sort of, that, it's like you're just living. It's like above. a saturation point yeah, it's or just whatever. Like
0: whatever. It's just money.
1: I'd love to find out, yeah. <laughs> I guess, is the point. And <laughs> yeah. it's really. I wouldn't want to be obscenely wealthy, I don't think that's moral, Um, but maybe like a little bit more money than the tipping point. Yeah. Enough where you have more disposable income where Mm -hmm. you kind of don't even need to think about money at all. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, that's ideal. Would
1: be great. And then it really just is like the legacy of it. Uh Because I think that's what kids are too for a lot of people is like you have this legacy. And Mm -hmm. it might be shitty, like your kid might be a piece of shit, like it's not a legacy, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I think that at the core of it, sometimes that is what it sort of goes back to. Mm -hmm. So I think having something that you can point to of like Mm -hmm. I. I had, I accomplished this really big thing yeah. and I did it very, very well. Mm-hmm. And that was what I made the purpose of my life. And yeah, you did other things and you had other joys and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, what are people going to remember you for? It's mm-hmm. like, they're going to, for this thing is what they, what I would be associated with.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I would need something like that mm. to happen Yeah, um, in order to feel like, okay, I Mm-hmm. I did something I'm associated with having accomplished something yeah and having been like having done it better than like anybody else had ever done it or mm-hmm. anybody in the field had done it or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. what I mean I think that's so it'd be a career-based thing I think it would have to be career-based really? yeah hmm. I think that's what I would need so see like
0: it's interesting because when I think about like again this might be because like again like the people in my family have ha- have gotten married and had children so maybe like I'm looking at it in a different perspective but even, if you think about like the people in your family like well, let's take our mm-hmm. grandmothers for example mm-hmm. right like I feel like your grandma didn't work did she briefly yeah yeah same a with my bit. grandma she worked briefly but like after she had gotten married like she mm-hmm. wasn't working she was like stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. like she had two kids like my oma just kind of like lived her life at home they like traveled a, l- a little bit but nowhere like crazy they, mm-hmm. li- they lived a pretty quiet like yep. life you know what i mean and like i think my oma like just like loved like her kids and like her grandkids mm-hmm. and stuff like that but like i don't think like that my oma has wasted her life or that she lived for nothing no you know what i mean like i definitely think that like i don't know for me it's like if my family and my friends are, like, proud of me and they're mm-hmm. happy with me, then that's what matters to me, mm-hmm. not what other people think of me. As long as I have, like, been there for them and, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like, I've, I've been able to provide something for them, like, mm-hmm. I think that that is what matters to
1: me, See, is I, my
0: immediate family and friends. I agree with
1: that, too. I definitely would not want to be thought of as like an asshole or yeah. something you know what I mean yeah I definitely you know that is important to me as well and I would also never um project these things onto other people yeah. of like well you don't have kids so what are you doing with your right. life? right like I would never think that yeah, and like this is I, just you this is about me yourself. thinking towards myself yeah of like well what am I replacing that with mm-hmm. and it's like also part of it is maybe just accepting the reality of life as yeah, you get up and you go to work and you do these things that you find joy in and you have these connections and these relationships that bring you joy. And mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, those aren't permanent, but you had a really great time with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's it. You're out of time yeah. at a certain point. I understand the reality of it. I'm not trying to be immature about it. No, But also I would just like to point to, like any anytime that I've been in a situation um, where I've, you know, thought like, What if we all died right now? Or like, Mm -hmm. what if, you know what I mean? Something like that happened. i be like, usually my thought is, what have I accomplished? I haven't had enough time to accomplish anything yet. Uh And that I find very frustrating. Yeah. That I haven't uh, done whatever it is Mm -hmm. I'm going to do or whatever it is I want to do. To the point where it's like, oh, I've achieved this thing. I've done other things that... Exactly. Yeah. I've done lots of little things that I'm happy about or proud about and, you know, all that good stuff. But it is just sort of that thing of what did I do with my life? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You
0: know, the question, what is the meaning of life? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's whatever, whatever holds meaning to you. Yeah. Is, it is accurate, you know? And
1: I also think that the same way this author sort of does that. Mm-hmm. You know, trying so hard and so desperately to find the right answer, I think is fruitless and mm-hmm. I don't think there is a right answer. So Yeah, there's you know, towards myself too, I don't think there is a one perfect answer or one right answer or this will make you feel whole or mm-hmm. complete or this will, you know, get rid of any unease you have about X, Y, Z. Like I don't yeah. think that exists. I just think again, the reality of life and the reality of the situation is that you're never going to be completely satisfied with anything probably on the mm-hmm. you know on on you know on the biggest scale and that's okay
0: yeah
1: and that's just what that's the deal life. is and that's just that's okay yeah you know what I mean so that's it's life. sort of mixing that of like the reality of the situation mm-hmm. and also well what do I do with my time yes you know what I mean yeah um Good. so I just don't think about it
0: yeah yeah, honestly, it, I mean, it's too stressful that you can't think yeah. about it.
1: It's like you can only do so much about it, too. Yeah, it's out of your control. You know what I mean? There's you no point in stressing out go. about it too much.
0: Yeah. You just live your life and yep. see how things go. Yeah. There's nothing... You can only plan so much. You, yeah. You don't really have control. No. Not to say that, like...
1: No, but, but in, you know. on a bigger scale yeah, It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how things go. Which is, you know, I think just to end, appropriate to the times we're living in right now. <laughs> yes. Um, You know... So we are aware that there's a pandemic going on. Like, don't worry. I know we haven't referenced it really. We know. This is escapism. This is escapism. um You
0: hear about it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Have an hour and a half to yeah.
0: not think about it for instead think about
1: what you're gonna do with your fucking life (laughs) you dumb piece of shit um yeah you know and also we're just powering through because next week is our finale too yes exactly so like we're just trying to get to that you know that point anyways because that will be a natural stopping point for us for a little bit exactly um but you know stay safe as much as you can safe you know wash take a deep breath your hands wash your hands take a deep breath you know You'll probably be fine. You'll probably be fine. It'll probably be just all right. Think of other people, you know, be, be smart, be compassionate to other people. Don't panic. Don't panic. not
0: doing any good. Accept the reality of the situation
1: and also the fact that you can only do so much about it. Exactly. You know, you can't control everything. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whatever's going to happen is going to happen and we'll all be okay probably. hopefully yeah
0: and on that note um <laughs> can you follow our social media we have twitter and instagram oh, what's the point? we <laughs> make memes <laughs> um we do you can email us Mm -hmm. don't look at me pod at Uh gmail.com i love all the emails that we get (laughs) from our dedicated and beloved fans (laughs) i read them every day and i respond Mm -hmm. um to every single uh, one Uh
1: because there's so many
0: um so you can follow us you can subscribe to us and don't look at us Bye.